All right, it is 9.15, so um, we will go ahead and get started. So, all right, just like we've been starting the last couple weeks, uh, any opportunities for spiritual conversations that you've had this week? Not necessarily full gospel, but just pieces and components. So, yeah, Ken. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll pray for that. That's that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, good. Okay, any others that have happened this week? Yeah, Eden. Interesting that 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 went there that quickly. So, um, yeah. Any others? Mm-hmm. 
Right. 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 Some of that is just, I like to think of it like this. Um, you are a Christian everywhere you are, and so speaking as you are. And sometimes we, we, we kind of change gears once we go into a work environment versus a, um, but just being true to, it sounds cliche, especially in our culture, but to be true to who you are in the sense that we're a Christian everywhere we are, and to speak like we're a Christian everywhere we are. Um, and, uh, and it's difficult, um, but... Uh, helpful when we when we are able to do that. So let's go ahead and pray for these, and then we'll get um, into the book. Father, we just thank you for the opportunities you have given us. Even at the memorial service yesterday, the gospel is clearly presented over and over. And we pray for those who um, heard uh, that don't know you, um, or those who are shutting their ears, uh, Lord, that you would have mercy on them, that you would grant them repentance. Lord, we thank you for um, Ken's opportunity with his sister, and just pray for fruit in that especially um, in talking about uh, what's a healthy church, um, what does that look like, um, and uh, just pray for, for his wisdom and grace and um, uh, gentle correction um, when that opportunity arises in that conversation. Um, Lord, I, I pray for just even uh, thank you for Eden and Jeffrey's kind of opportunity with the, the Mormon missionaries, Lord, and we know we encounter uh, those folks quite often. And uh, pray for wisdom and how to correct um, uh, compellingly um, with those folks, oh Lord God. But we do pray that you would rescue many from false belief, um, false religion. Uh, and Lord, even as Rachel has um, prayed uh, that we would be who we are as Christians, no matter where we are. We would speak um, as we are as Christians um, and, uh, and uh, help us to do that in a one-on-one -on -one way and, and just in the, the, the cracks and the the doors that open during the week. And we pray for those this week, that you would give us doors uh, to speak, and that we would be courageous, that you would give us strength uh, to do so. And we ask these things in your name. Amen. All right, chapter three in uh, the Styles book on evangelism. Uh, and I think this is a fairly critical chapter in a lot of ways, or at least as far as his kind of thesis is concerned, connecting a church, connecting church in a culture of evangelism. Um, and he starts this chapter, um, he starts it really with two kind of ideas just to get us primed, and then he spends the rest of the chapter working on those. And what were his uh, kind of just fundamental, uh, kind of his launching pad for talking about why the church is so important in a culture of evangelism? They correspond to two verses, these two ideas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and those are both, um, you know, I think the first, what is it, John 14, maybe it's 13, 34. I can't remember. Um, he says it in the previous page. No, John 13, 35, yeah. And then John 17, 20, right? Both of those ideas, both 
unity um, and love, right? Um, and so he, he kind of launches from those two ideas that when uh, Jesus says it, right, like um, people see that love, well, where are they going to see that happening? They're going to see it in the local church, right? And so that's kind of his launching pad into uh, the ideas of, uh, of the local um, church. And so then under this heading, the local church is the gospel made visible. And what's his point in this section? What's his main thrust? What's he mean by that? The, the, the local church is the gospel made visible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a fair way of putting it. Right, yeah. And even he talks about specific things that happen when we gather on a Sunday uh, that uphold and picture the gospel. What What does he talk about? Yeah, so the Lord's Supper is a clear one, right? That that is proclaiming the Lord's death until he comes, right? It is, but it's what's interesting about it, it's it's not just the Lord's Supper itself that is picturing the gospel, but it's the the community, right? The, the community of disciples, the, the members, right? Partaking in that um, uh, that supper together, that's part of the the uniting thing that he just talked about, right? When, when the whole church is displayed as partaking in the one bread, uh, and one cup, right? That displays that unity, uh, that displays that not only the gospel, but that we are one because of the gospel, uh, which is just critical. What's the other one he points to? Yeah, baptism, right? So we've had a couple of those recently where we are affirming as members that by all that we can see, this is a disciple of Christ, and we're welcoming them into the body. But the whole picture, right? We are dying uh, to our old selves with Christ, uh, we are raised with him uh, to new life, right? We have a new identity, a new identity with Christ, which means we have a new identity with the community that trusts in Christ, the church, right? The members of the church. So um, it's, uh, it's not just what we say on a Sunday morning as much as that's important too, right? To proclaim the gospel from the pulpit, to proclaim the gospel from our songs. Uh, but then we also picture both the Lord's Supper and Baptism um, um, picture the gospel, right? Um, and so he's trying to show uh, that what we do on a Sunday morning, it's really oriented around the gospel and making that gospel visible. And, um, and that's part of how we have a culture of evangelism. Any other thoughts on that section, kind of on 64, and it bleeds a little bit into 65? Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. So we can say all we want, the truth, right? But if we're not matching that with the display of that truth um, through our love for one another, and, and you're right, Steve, like, this is a loving church, and I'm proud of you guys for that you, you are, right? I'm thankful. Uh, and that's not because you just muscled your way to loving others, right? It's, it's that the Holy Spirit's at work in your life um, to, to love others. So, yeah. 
Okay, then he kind of gives this example. He, he, he's trying to unpack and connect. Okay, he's talking about this culture of evangelism. That's kind of really his big thesis for the whole book, right? And he's trying to connect that in this chapter with the local church. So he walks through a couple examples in this chapter. He starts with this one, uh, the High Point Church or whatever its name is. Uh, what was the issue there? Right. Uh huh. Right. And what's the and what does he point out is the potential difficulty? How did he correct that? Like, so he was like a third party speaker in this church, right? And the person's asked, "Well, what should the church do for this this people?" And how did he answer that, or what did he emphasize? Yeah. As individuals. Yeah. Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to emphasize. He kind of says it on the uh, bottom of page sixty five, and then on the top of sixty six. The members are sent out from the church to do evangelism, right? And he, what he's trying to hone in on is that the, what a member or members, even a group of members, should and can do, uh, is not necessarily the responsibility of the local church as an institution, right? So he's, he's drawing a sp- dis- distinction between what the institution of the local church is responsible for versus the individual members. Does that make sense, uh, questions or comments on that? Because that's, that's a subtle distinction, but it's an important distinction. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And, and that's, a, that's a key, and that's really where his trajectory of his thought is, is you've got people going out there, we're all in this together, we all have the mindset of evangelism, that, um, that that's what we're together as a team doing, right? We're presenting the gospel, and so we have opportunities during the week in the spheres that God has placed us to do that, but then he, he's, not, he's not negating bringing people into the local church, is he? He wants people there, but not in an attractional or entertainment-driven sort of way, but in a way saying, here's what we do. This is what we do as Christians. This is who we are as the church, right? And in a lot of ways, that's countercultural. It ought to be, right? Um, and, and you match those things together. So it's both individual and the corporate working together in that sense. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again, right? That's what this time, as much as we hate all the COVID stuff and the mandates, and, you know, I mean, we, we understand, like, some of them are, we understand that there's difficulty in sifting through that, and there's different convictions, but the difficulty is, like, uh, what it has highlighted is that 
people don't understand church well. I mean, it's really the same point he's, he's sitting here. And one of the things that we do as a church that's important is the assembly, right? Um, and the assembling together is part of the gospel made visible, right? And so when we can't assemble, when we can't gather, when we can't do that, we're, it's harms, our hinders, maybe is a better word, our, our um, culture of evangelism, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. I love, um, he doesn't mention it in this chapter, but I mean, he mentions those two verses, right, that assume that people are somehow going to be able to see the life of the local church, right, and see the unity and the love, uh, and that, that, that works on people, right? There's also, um, I love the verse in 1 Corinthians 14, I think it's maybe 35-ish, um, but uh, kind of towards the end of the chapter, and he is talking about spiritual gifts, uh, but he, he's you know, and so, like he's talking about prophecy, well, that's ceased for now. But the point still remains that an unbeliever coming in among the assembly and recognizing God's at work here, right? God is at work here, um, and that's how that works. You don't you don't win people by being similar to who they are, but by, by being different in the ways that God has commanded us to be different, not um, different in ways, other weird ways, but um, different in the ways that God has commanded us. Um, and we love those people outside come in, come see what's different, right? It's a whole package deal, so, yeah. Other thoughts on that um, before we move into that next section um, on the bottom of page 67? Okay, so then he, he kind of talks about this one or two degrees off wide of the mark, and really he's setting this, he's using this illustration with the plane to set the stage for really uh, the, the idea of, okay, if the, the local church is important, uh, for this whole culture of evangelism, right, this uh, corporate identity of what the church is supposed to do and displaying the gospel, then we really need to define church. And actually that's harder, uh, or at least not many people can do that. That's what he's pointing out um, that you might think, right? And so then he leads us into uh, defining uh, what a church is. So we're on kind of page 70 to 71. How does he define a church? Yeah, yeah, so page 71, top page 71. So he kind of, on the, that one page, he, he describes a lot about the local church, and it's 
really good. He, he does it really well, really concise way. What um, pops out to you that you just thought of or maybe even not even thought about how to define a local church before? Uh, what was helpful? What was just interesting? What was different? Yeah, just thoughts. But it's, it's a cultural symptom. I mean, we can really see it, right? As we think about, there's, there's multiple things that play into that, right? Some of that's American individualism. Some of that's just history and how the church has been done in America for the last 100, 150, 200 years, right? There's, there's all sorts of things that play into that, um, that reality, right? This is why, I mean, we, um, and eventually we're going to get to talking about membership, a series on membership after um, the Sermon on the Mount, but membership is essential. It's so important, right? When we mean membership, we don't mean membership into Costco. We mean committing to one another. That's what we mean when we talk about membership. And that's kind of, if you were to boil down even his definition of what is a church, what consists of, uh, you know, the bare bones, necessary and sufficient minimum for a local church preaching, practice of the ordinances, Lord's Supper and Baptism, uh, committing to one another, right? And there's, uh, th- those are kind of the bare essentials um, of what a local church is, right? Um, there's a lot of things the local church does, but as far as what it is, what it's supposed to be doing is pretty bare bones. How would you talk to someone? Let's suppose, let's, let's just talk about this idea for a minute. Um, uh, you know, someone who says, well, you know, I have a relationship with Christ uh, one-on-one, but, you know, I just haven't found a good church, don't think it's really that necessary, how would you respond to that person? Yeah, Tony. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I like to use the phrase joyful responsibility, right? Christ has given us a joyful responsibility of to being together, of experiencing in measure God's presence in the manifested temple. That's what the local church is, another way to describe it, on earth, right? You're being that beacon to others, right? And we are looking forward to heaven, but we're doing it together. We're in a race together. We're pushing each other on. We're being this visible witness. Yeah, Susan. Sure. 
Right. 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 Yeah, yeah. And sometimes people, I know, I know of a couple of people, right, that struggle with church or um, just the concept of a formal, uh, uh, a formal institutional church, which is not a dirty word at all. Um, it's, it's not wrong. Uh, the church is an institution, right, instituted by Christ for specific things. There are formal elements to it. There's nothing wrong with that. But what they, um, they probably had bad examples, um, and so that's part of the struggle as well, right? Right. Yep. Um, he talks about what the church does as well, right? He lists several things. Um, uh, sing, pray, give, practice the sacraments of baptism, Lord's Supper, the word preached. Um, and then he talks about the mission of the church, of course, which we know, Great Commission, uh, make disciples by, um, uh, by baptizing and by teaching, okay? Um, any other thoughts on just kind of his definition of church? Really important, really, really important. Uh, okay, then he talks about a healthy church. Now, how does he describe, he, he kind of makes this distinction. You can have a church that's doing the bare minimum, um, and it's, it's, it is a church, it legit is a church, right? Uh, but then he introduces this idea of a healthy church. Um, and so he talks a little bit about that. What does he mean by a healthy church? Yeah, good. If you're looking for the perfect church, then don't go to it because you're going to mess it up, right? So, what are some elements of healthy a healthy church that he describes? Or conversely, an unhealthy church? I think the healthy church stuff gets mentioned in a footnote, but he does talk about an unhealthy church. What does an unhealthy church look like? Yeah, they don't know God. Um, right. Right, so we're rooted in the scriptures. What we do as ministry in the local church is ultimately all comes back to word-based ministry because the word builds the church, right? The spirit through the word builds the church. That's how the church grows. Um, so everything we're doing is word-based ministry, so we need to come back to the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. High, um, high and accessible through Christ is another way to say that. Yeah, David. 
Right, to build together, bringing the individuals to be that temple as a local church um, in addition to the, um, the broader picture of the um, universal church, yeah. Um, okay, so let's, uh, then he goes, so he's, he's been camping on this idea of a church. What is a church? What's a healthy church, right? And why is he doing that? Well, he's doing that because um, he sees this culture of evangelism and the local church. If the, the local church is the gospel made visible, right, put on display, well, we need to understand that concept. Uh, and then he comes kind of full circle on page 73, um, and he goes back to this idea. Uh, so he says it um, needs to be understood there's a different priority for the church and for the individual. Something you do, should do in evangelism personally might not be the best thing for the church to do as a whole. So he's trying to draw that distinction again. He already started to, started to draw it before, but what you do as an individual or even groups of individuals for evangelism uh, it, um, it's not what the institutional church should do. And he gives this example of the shoeboxes. What was the problem with the shoeboxes? Right, and what was his point with that? So the, the idea is not necessarily bad, although he pointed out that could be culturally insensitive um, uh, with how it was handled, right? But uh, what was the problem? The idea wasn't necessarily bad. Uh, might even be a good way to engage the community. Um, Right, right. So if the church is supposed to, has its job to put on display every Sunday from the preaching of the word, from the sacraments, from uh, the, um, uh, you know, singing, things like this, right? There, there's stuff that goes into that, right? So if what is a good idea undermines that, then that's a problem, right? Uh, and that's where we get into difficulties. Right. Right. I always think about it this way. Um, every person in the church, right, and he's kind of alluded to this idea, God has sovereignly placed them where he's placed them, and you will reach people I can never reach. You will reach people I can never reach. Um, and so, um, so reach them, right? Um, sh show the initiative, not only on the one-on-one, -on -one, but even... Again, it wasn't that the idea was necessarily bad in what was being said, but, uh, you know, show the initiative, gather a team, do it, um, and then, you know, um, but then let the church be the church and what it's supposed to be doing, right? And then you can invite people into that and say, hey, this is, this is who we are as Christians together. So does this make sense? Questions uh, on, or clarifications on this idea? Really, really critical. Oh. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs>
Right. That's a good question. Um, so I think there's a, there's, there's a spectrum there, right? So there's one, uh, gathering all the shoeboxes and dumping them on the pastor's desk. That's, that's not good. Um, but, but wouldn't it have been helpful, because it sounds like somehow someone got an idea to do these shoeboxes, and then the guy was like, okay, um, but even there were some questions of like, is that good? Is that helpful? I think, think of like the leadership, right, as um, here's our idea. What do you think about this, right? And kind of in an advisor role, not in, see, the problem there was the time it took to execute it, right? The time it took to execute it versus uh, is it right to come to uh, the elders and say, hey, this is our idea. What do you think about this? What do you, um, uh, and get their advice, right? And then um, they're like, yeah, that's solid. Go for it. Or it's like, you know, here's a couple th- other things you might think about, or diff- here, here's another aspect of it you could you could think about. But right. Well, I would just say right. Sure. Yeah. Um. I mean, we can talk about this more later, but the way I was thinking about it, right, that is a thing that a member of the church or um, uh, is wanting to do and inviting the church, even inviting other people, and that's good. But that's not a church thing, per se, right? Um, it's not, um, it's, it's not, uh, it, the church doesn't need to give a sanction on It's... Some of it is purpose, right? So, like, um, like, what's the purpose of it? Does it, does it? I mean, is it? It's an opportunity for fellowship and for people in the church to get. So that's a good thing, right? And that builds church community. But it's not like the church. Um, it, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's not like a sponsored event. I mean, I'm all for it, right? But, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's not like. Right. Well, and again, we would have to walk through, okay, what is it? What's the purpose? How does that align with what the church is supposed to do, right? All of these things. What are we supposed to do as the church? Teach the word, equip the saints, uh, do the sacraments, right? Promote uh, and provide opportunities, right, um, for uh, these things to happen, right? But it doesn't need to be a formal, here's the stamp, here's the approval of the church, right, um, sort of a thing, um, members and individuals can say, yeah, this is what we want to do. Yeah, there's an aspect of which clear it with the leadership, depending on how, um, how um, what it's supposed to be doing, where it's held, and that kind of a thing, but it doesn't need to be like a, just a full-on kind of program. Um, so, yeah, maybe, Susan... Right. Right.
Sure. Yeah, and I mean, so there's a building facilities aspect to that, but there's, it's just, a lot of it for me has to go back to what's the purpose, right? What is the function? Uh, what it, what, and what, how does that fit into what the church institutionally is called to do versus things that are nice to do and good to do and helpful to do, but it's like, um, so like the, the harvest part, I think it's great. Uh, great opportunity to spend time together, build relationships, but that's not like... Um, People can do that, and it's a good thing to do, um, but it's not necess- it's, it's not something that, um, it's not essential, right? And it's not really even something you ne- need permission for, because that's doing, yeah. No, it, it takes some time to work through it, and we can talk more about these things as we go. I want to keep, I want to keep going on the evangelism side of stuff, right? So that's what we're trying to understand, is how does all this connect um, with, evangelism, right? So he tries to paint a picture when things are, when we're firing all cylinders, right? And how does this come together, both the personal uh, and what the members are doing and what the church institutionally is doing? And he kind of does that through an example. I appreciate that because it's hard to kind of like, okay, you're throwing out a lot of abstract concepts. What does this look like? And he gives an example. Uh, And this is actually probably uh, intersects with a lot of what we were just talking about in a lot of ways, right? So he gives this example, pages 76, really through the end of the chapter. Uh, What what happened? Just describe briefly what happened and how he paints this as meshing the culture of evangelism with a healthy church. What's going on? Right. Yeah, there's a lot of intentionality at a lot of levels, right? So one, the personal intentionality of starting, uh, you know, a relationship with this gal on the bus or whatever it was. And then two, uh, understanding institutionally, hey, the church is doing a wedding, right? And that is like a um, church-sponsored activity because the pastor is um, really on behalf of God in in a sense, right? Joining, helping to join two people together and the gospel is presented, right? That is part of the purpose of marriage, right? So, so there's this structure, this pro- program, if you will, right? This institutional aspect of the church that's like, oh, the individual can lean on that to show here's what the gospel made visible looks like, at least in one aspect of the life of the church. And then um, there's an intentionality even with the gal, right? After she leaves, right? Um, or even with grabbing a Bible, right? Everyone's on game in the church. And it's not just one person. It's a series of, of a couple people that are working towards this. Yeah, Julie. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And there's the teamwork aspect, right, uh, of it, right? So... I was thinking about this this morning, and I was like, uh, is there things kind of like this that we could do in our church? And I was thinking about, well, it would be weird, but let's suppose I met someone on 
Friday uh, and said, oh, yeah, um, I'm a Christian, blah, 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 what are you doing here? But, oh, you just moved to Hood River, you know? Um, or maybe it's a foreign exchange student like this person. It would have been a little odd, but what if I invited them to Dee's funeral yesterday, right? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, right, yeah. And that's the kind of thing we're talking about, right? It's, it's the DNA of our church, um, and then um, ministering people individually as members and then bringing them into the life of the church, and they reinforce each other. Right? So, Jim. Um, any other kind of lasting thoughts um, from the chapter? Um, It's organic, right? That's that's one way of describing it. Like, uh, yeah, uh, Patricia, you had your hand up. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's it's good, right? Like it's 
it's, you know, it's kind of using an analogy from another book, right? Um, programs and structures, they're, they're trellises, right? You have trellises. But what you're trying to grow is a vine, right? A vine of new people becoming disciples and existing disciples being further discipled, right? And you're using structures to help you. But you don't, you don't, you don't serve the structure, right? Um, you, you use things. Um, some things are just groups uh, um, that individuals put together. It's like, yeah, go do that. Uh, and some things are more broader church structures. Uh, but then um, you're, not, you're not getting, it's simple, right? Um, you can get overly complicated really quickly, right? It's, but if we're thinking more about here's who we have as a culture, this is just what we do, it, it becomes simple in that sense um, and easily um, reproducible. So, uh, Matt, I think you had your hand up in the back there. Because really the pastor was doing something as a member, as an individual member of that church, right? Yeah, he, he, ha- he happened to be the pastor, yes, but he, he was using as a member, he was like pursuing that. That's totally fine, right? But then uh, if it becomes about serving the structure, which is kind of what happened, right, when you're buying a new boat, right, rather than, well, we might need to shift structures now. Um, we're still growing a vine, uh, we're still working towards discipleship, but we're just going to use other means to accomplish that end. So there's lots of things we can do. There's few things that we are absolutely mandated to do, um, and, um, and there's a lot of flexibility. Um, we have a mission, but there's a lot of flexibility on how we accomplish that. So let's go ahead and close. Uh, if you have more questions, I know some of you had your hand up, and we can talk more after we're we pray. So, Father, we just ask, um, even as Jim mentioned, uh, just this specific case of uh, meeting uh, with this fellow from Safeway, I pray that you would give him wisdom and discernment and how to uh, how to talk, how to speak, um, and I pray for this fellow, uh, Lord, that you would work in his life and in his soul and grant him repentance, oh Lord God. We pray as a church that we would have the right balance in a lot of these things, but we would have a culture of evangelism uh, and that we would be a healthy church.
that displays the gospel every week. Uh, we pray even for that here in a moment as we um, assemble um, to, uh, as the church, to be the church, um, Lord, that, uh, that you would be honored, that the gospel would be put on display, um, and that um, believers would be strengthened, that any unbelievers that would happen to be here would be challenged, um, and uh, we would uh, just ask for that and pray for that for the, the glory of your name, Christ's name, amen.